0: you entering the market as a new, a new, uh, creator, don't feel like those perceived clicks should prevent you from having conversations that you aspire to have, have those conversations.
1: You are listening to episode 62 of the level up your wedding business podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Today's guest is Christy Rice, and we are talking about how you can enter a flooded market powerfully. Christy's work, like her personality, is at times difficult to pin down. Her brushstrokes can ebb and flow from highly detailed and meticulous to free-flowing and boundless, all while remaining captivated and unmistakable. For the last 16 years, Christy's obsession with paint and paper has evolved into the innovative and wildly recognized brand Momental Designs. Christie has transformed event stationery into a persuasive and compelling medium that garners global attention from media, celebrities, and some of the world's most creative individuals. Wildly regarded as an industry tastemaker, Christie's styling, painting, and stationery innovations have been featured in creative editorials and installations in some of the world's most famed publications. Christy's work has been credited in People's Magazine, OK Magazine, Good Morning America, New York Live, The Knot, Inside Weddings, and Brides Magazine, Vanity Fair, Martha Stewart Weddings, Flutter, You and Your Wedding, Brides UK, along with countless blogs. Christy's work has also crossed over into fine art and lifestyle markets with licensing and development of branded product lines for the top arts and craft stores nationwide. Welcome to the show, Christy Rice. Hey, Christy. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you too. Um, So we are going to be talking about something really interesting and something that I think will be a great message for a lot of my listeners to hear. And that is about how we can enter a flooded market powerfully. Yes, that's a big one. It's It's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I think a lot of people have concerns about um like market saturation and if there's room for them and how they can kind of stand out. And so I'm excited kind of to hear your take on all of these things and how we can um be powerful in our business and not, not let those things hold us back. Absolutely. Uh I so
0: I think this is a this is a broad conversation that can apply to Many different um, career paths, many different individuals. But I think the, the kind of, um, you know, the thread that ties us all together in this for those looking to enter what would be perceived as a saturated market is how you enter, how you perceive that market, and what you're going to do to disrupt as you enter and after you enter and have settled in a bit, so for me, personally, it's all about disruption. So I can give you an example. I'm a storyteller, so I often tie all of my my content back to stories. So um, as you know, I'm a wedding stationer, I'm in my eighteenth year of business. I have six full-time employees, and let's just be real. Covid is still very much alive and well, and very much impacting the wedding industry, right? Yes, so, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, and so very early on in April of 2020, specifically, uh, we realized as a team we need to pivot. We need, and I know that's a dreaded word, but I refuse not to use that word because honestly. In my humble opinion, it is still the best word to describe what so many of us in the industry are doing. We are pivoting. And what pivot implies is a sharp, but smooth and well planned out turn, temporary turn away from something, right? And so for me, sorry guys, pivot's the word, all right? So we realized very quickly we needed to pivot. And we needed to come up with a plan. And so we had our site, christyrice.com, in place for at least five years at that point. Didn't do much with it. Kind of a passion project. But all of a sudden, we're realizing we need to enter this market, which for, for us in this particular conversation was kind of the fine arts, fringe, crafty kind of market, and retail. All at the same time, all of which are incredibly flooded, especially with, you know, social media, Instagram, of course, but even TikTok. Artists everywhere are getting their groove on and making money, but there's a lot of them out there doing it watercolor painters, crafters, you name it. They're out there in force and making money. So we knew we were entering this flooded market. What do we do? We knew we, we had product um, ideas spinning in our heads, but how are we going to do them differently? So here's finally getting to my example. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. So I'd always dreamed of developing my own line of art materials. So literally the supplies that artists use to make their art. I firmly believe in, in obviously creating beautiful things, whether it's wedding stationery or just for art on your wall but I also believe that those supplies should be themselves aesthetically pleasing uh, so but right there that wasn't enough to enter this market powerfully because there are a lot of folks out there doing just that making beautiful art supplies so one specific product we wanted to develop was actual handmade watercolor pigments ground from earth pigments. But we quickly realized, we surveyed the market. We did a lot of benchmarking research and we said, okay, here is what pretty much everyone is doing. We're not going to enter this part of the market, this sector of the market, unless we can do something incredibly beautifully different and disrupt what's already going on. And so what we decided to do in a Handmade watercolor market where everyone is basically going to the same supplier for their raw materials and just mixing up their own version of standard pigments like cadmium red or you know, phthalo blue or no, we decided that all of our pigments would be a blend of at least three different pigments. And so I'm getting a little technical here, but this is just a great example of one way to kind of the thought process of entering. A market that is saturated and how you can disrupt it. You have to have a very targeted and specific plan uh, on the broad scale for your brand, for your look, for your aesthetic, for your you know all of that, your logo, your visual branding, but also you need a plan for your hero products. How are your hero products? And even if you're service based, you have a hero product or you should. Um, So how are those hero products going to completely disrupt the market as it stands? So there's my little story.
1: I think that it's um, like everyone's kind of um, initial inclination to try to blend in and mimic what they see already kind of happening around them. Um, But I love that we're bringing this kind of to attention because disrupting and um, standing out is the key to, you know, pushing farther than anyone that's already there.
0: You know, I think there is, like, I, I agree with you, so many folks kind of fall into this thought process that, you know, there's nothing new, there's nothing unique, I, I need to just get in there and kind of do what everyone else is doing, Maybe put a little spin on it, but just kind of like, you know, just try to be one step ahead of what's already being done out there. And for me, that is an insult to yourself and an insult to our industry. There, I agree that there's nothing truly new out there. We are living in a global economy and we have access to information faster than anyone could have ever fathomed. So what does that lead to? That leads to, you know, just a complete um, flood of, of creativity. And so, yes, it, are you truly ever going to completely reinvent the wheel? No. But that doesn't mean you can't disrupt The
1: conversation. I love that. So, uh, before we started recording, um, I was just kind of going over a couple thoughts with you. And in my head, there are kind of two categories of people who this will mostly apply to. And um, the first category is people who are brand new to the industry and like just starting to pave their own way. And the second category is people who are transitioning markets. So, whether that's like a location based thing um, or like market segments, like maybe you're moving from like the budget to like Um, the high-end market or something like that. So can we maybe talk about the nuances between the two, like people who are just getting started and what they can do to disrupt the marketplace versus people who are kind of like in a transitioning phase?
0: Absolutely. So, okay, let's start with those who are brand new, have never, you know, ventured into the, the entrepreneurship world. I think there is a very, very fine balance between two specific kind of directions. I think it's important for them to pay homage, have respect, bow down a little bit to those who have been in the industry for a very long time. But it's such a thin line and a fine line to speaking up, being loud, having your own voice, and kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, barging into the industry and being like, I'm here and I'm going to shake things up. So I think in For the folks that are just starting from scratch, have never owned a business and they're entering a market, when you're developing, number one, your business plan, your first three months of marketing plan, you need to consider how you're going to honor and respect those who have come before you, but also at the same time, very much leveraging your own voice and what you're bringing to the table that is disruptful. Is that a word, disruptful? (laughs) whatever. It is now. (laughs) I also have a knack for making up new words and I am not afraid to like just roll with it. So, um, so, and maybe I sound old, you know, I'm 43. I've been doing this for 18 years. So I don't mean to sound like, oh, bow down to me and pay your dues. I'm not really kind of a pay your dues kind of a mindset gal, but at the same time, there, there are so many folks that have come before you that have paved some have to some regard paved the way and have um, laid foundation and i think if you can find interesting ways to honor that and maybe it's is you know something that just popped into my head and that could be part of your marketing plan is to do a really tongue-in-cheek but respectful parody of one of your favorite planners and kind of do that live and do something really fun and and just find a way interesting ways to weave that into your business plan, your marketing plan specifically to pay, you know, honor that is due to those who've come before. And I think that will give um, anyone just starting out in the industry, it will give you clout, it will, it will, you know, ensure that people see you as clever and respectful at the same time. So that's a great way to position yourself.
1: I love this concept. And honestly, I've never even thought about it before. Um, but I'm like, I love YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube and specifically, um, so I'm a filmmaker. So I watch a lot of like filmmaker YouTubes, right? right? And I've noticed that a lot of people who kind of like catapult to the top Um, are people who have done something to stand out to the people who are already, like, there and killing it. So they'll make, like you said, they'll make parodies about them and then send it to them or um, something like that. And I didn't ever connect the dots. But that's such a fun way to kind of get on these people, um, their radar. And that's a great relationship to have, like, even if it's in, like, an informal, like, mentoring, like, kind of relationship to, you know, yes, getting on their
0: radar. I, I want to take that a step further. Cause that's such a great point getting on the radar. And I think that as a new entrepreneur, but even as myself right now, you know, we see our wedding biz kind of picking up again and I'm like, Oh, you know, who can I ping? Who can I remind that we're still here? But then I have to temper that, um, you know, and, and this is really so much for someone just starting out. Like, it's not only about getting on someone's radar in, in terms of getting the business because that that kind of mentality and approach is sadly very transparent if it's not done really well. And the person on the receiving end of that, the, the veteran, if you will, of the industry is going to be able to see right through that if you're not doing it carefully. I think more than anything when you're just starting out, but honestly not now more than anything we have a responsibility to each other in this industry that yes we are i'm trying to make money i'm trying to keep my business afloat during this pandemic i need to pay the bills keep the lights on but ultimately number one my goal is to respect my fellow colleagues and uplift them and i want to do before something is done for me i want to do something for you before you do something for me in return so i think that is a really important mentality the folks that have been killing it for decades they don't owe you anything but if you catch their attention and you respect them and you you know bow down just a little to what they have done and what they have paid the way for you to do and find a way to do, do that authentically, uh, you're really going to start building respect for your new brand very quickly.
1: That's a pretty powerful message. And I do love what you said um, that they actually don't owe you anything, you know, like, uh, but also to not just like expect things, you know, I think I've, I've had a lot of conversations with planners and um It's a pretty unanimous um, belief that it's really annoying when they get asked to be on their vendor list or whatever variation of that. And it's just like, it's kind of bad juju, like just (laughs) bad karma. Don't do that. Absolutely. (laughs) Cool. So let's talk about the second category, people. Maybe people who are either transitioning to a new like geographical location, or maybe they're trying to enter like a new subset of the market. Like, what can they do to kind of disrupt things and um, enter that market powerfully?
0: I think for this particular group of folks, it is important, and I hope I don't sound lectury or preachy, but I think it's important to to realize that you need to remain teachable during this transition. You may be coming to this new sector, to this new audience with a lot of experience, tremendous amount of experience, and you should leverage that in your marketing, in your planning, in in how you're arranging your new services, and so on and so forth. You absolutely should leverage that and speak to your experience but at the same time, there's no way around the fact that you're entering a new area of the market, a new sector. And you have to now learn how to disrupt that sector, again, respectfully. So I think this goes back to being teachable and being willing to you know, give a nod to those who are in that sector and killing it and has been for a very long time. So I think there's a lot of overlap here, for sure, um, in how to enter that market. That you know, we're presuming saturated market. Even if you have a lot of experience in kind of a sister market, you still need to tread lightly. Um, but at the same time, you know, leveraging your own new beautiful voice. So a lot of overlap there, honestly.
1: Hey, Wedding Pro, this is your personal invitation to join the Level Up Facebook community. As wedding professionals, we are often running our businesses while flying solo, but you don't need to go it alone. Join the free Facebook community for daily encouragement, support, and to connect with your people. My mission is to inspire you and equip you with the tools you need to chase your dreams. And the Facebook community is where I share tons of additional resources, answer your questions, and host the occasional free workshop. Use a link in the show notes or visit the levelupco.com slash community to join the group. It is totally free and I can't wait to see you in there. One thing that I really like to kind of um, hit home is that no matter like how quote unquote like saturated a market is, there's always room for you. <laughs> there's always room for everybody. There's always clients for you. Um, but That doesn't mean necessarily that they're just going to come knocking at your door, like without any effort put in. And so I love this conversation because I hope it's getting some, um, you know, wheels spinning of how we can kind of stand out and um, be a little bit more strategic with um, kind of entering a new market. And especially for those of you who are newer, who are listening, um, this is, it can be intimidating. Like the wedding industry feels sometimes like it's um, clicky. You know, like there's already like established groups of people who know each other, work together, and it can feel intimidating to try to be like the new kid on the block, so to speak. Um, but I do just want to speak a little bit of um, like encouragement. It's definitely possible as long as we're being strategic about it.
0: I agree. I, I agree with everything you said. And I wanted to kind of hang off of your your statement about this industry being clicky, uh, I am, um, you know, I'm kind of your classic like intro extrovert kind of person. Uh, and I, you know, I've been in this industry for a long time and I I um I've kind of floated in and out and above and under all of it in a way because I am I tend to be shy at times. But I will tell you <clears throat> it may feel clicky when you first enter a space, whether that's a virtual space, even now I'm on clubhouse now. And sometimes I hop into a room and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not feeling a vibe here. Like I'm kind of like, welcome. But at the same time, walking into a room, let's say at a big conference, like engage, you can feel overwhelmed. You can feel like, oh, I don't, I'm not, not, you know, make your eye contact with anyone. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I navigate this? But here's the thing. From my personal experience, um, it's not as cookie as you think. You just need to connect with folks. And this applies to entering a flooded market as a newbie, um, whether you're in a new sector or just new overall. You really need to connect with folks and be willing to also disrupt conversations that are already going on but again strategically so that you're not kind of looking like the you know the crazy rude person that just thinks you know they've got something to say and everybody needs to hear it (laughs) be damned you have to find a way to enter these conversations gracefully I guess is the best way to say so back to my point I have felt the clickiness but it's not as real as you think there is a way to disrupt it um, politely. Uh, I have done, you know, and I don't want to name drop here. I'm, I'm name dropping right now with a purpose, all right? So I have done editorial work with everyone from Greg Fink to Jose Villa to Mindy White and on and on. But are those folks that I work with all of the time on actual real events, no. But we have a relationship, and we respect each other. And so, I think my point in name dropping is that you entering the market as a new, a new uh, creative, don't feel like those perceived clicks should prevent you from having conversations that you aspire to have. Have those conversations. Was I terrified when, Greg Pink was recommended to me for an editorial that I was doing? Absolutely, I was like, "Whoa, oh, that's too big for me." He's too no, and we had the most lovely experience together and had just this kind of great working juju, and you know, we still keep in touch. You know, so don't let that idea that this industry is clicky stop you because it's not as clicky as you think it is. You just have to find a way into the conversations, and you also have to be okay with being a little uncomfortable as you have those conversations.
1: Absolutely. And especially when we mention kind of like the more celebrity figures in the industry, like what you just mentioned, like Jose Villa um, like they're all human beings, <laughs> like they're just people. And they, at the end of the day, they go to bed just the same way you do. You know what I mean? Like, they probably don't feel like there's much special about themselves either. So we do tend to like in our minds, put them on a pedestal um, when they probably don't put themselves there, you know, in their own world. And the same goes for every local market. Like I'm sure everyone listening to this can name a few of like the bigger names in your own local area, and it's the same for them. They're just people. They take their kids to school the same way you do. Like, <laughs> don't be too intimidated. Yeah, I really don't. Um, they deserve our respect
0: as do any creatives that we come in contact with, absolutely. But that goes back to the whole idea of just paying honor to what some of the. You know, established quote veterans in the industry have done for us. You know, so do you want to barge into a conversation in, you know, a clubhouse room or a Zoom event that you're on and just speak over those individuals or any individuals for that matter? Let's be real. Is that going to, is that going to give you kind of the, the perception that you want for your new brand? Probably not. I know myself, again, I'm gonna mention Clubhouse. I've been really loving Clubhouse lately. And I see that happening, folks speaking over one another, folks speaking over the moderators. And that to me is a real big turnoff. Uh, It's just basic respect. So I think maybe that is the biggest takeaway that I could give you entering a flooded market is respectful
1: disruption yeah that's really good well you've given us a lot to think about today and I think that I'm sure plenty of listeners here can kind of think of ways that they can kind of um differentiate themselves and kind of try to pay homage (laughs) to people that they look up look up to in the industry so I really appreciate all of that um advice it was really great yeah absolutely absolutely it's been my pleasure Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm on a mission to inspire my fellow wedding creatives to take their businesses to that next level. And I can't do it without you. It would mean the world to me if you would please leave a review for the podcast and share it on your Instagram stories. Just don't forget to tag me at the level up co so I can see it doing these things will help other wedding professionals find the show so we can all raise the industry up together one person at a time until next time, friends just keep pushing forward.